Welcome to the Inspiring Minds Podcast, hosted by Justin Starbird and presented by the Edison Awards. Listen as Justin talks with innovators and pioneers that are changing the world around us. True modern-day Thomas Edison's walking among us. Guests will answer the most difficult of questions facing startups, established brands, and folks with great ideas that are just getting started. Learn how these amazing innovators have gone from concept to commercialization and what it took to get there. Take notes as they share with Justin how they navigated through research, development, and in true Thomas Edison fashion, marketed and sold their newfound innovations. You're listening to the Inspiring Minds Podcast. Welcome back to this episode of Inspiring Minds. My name is Justin Starbird, and today I'm excited to have a good friend to the Edison Awards and, and um, Inspiring Minds podcast from HP, Liwa Zhao, the Global Head of 3D Printing Lab at HP Labs, and she's also an HP Distinguished Technologist. Liwa, welcome to the podcast. I, I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. It's my honor to be here. Well, HP has participated in the Edison Awards for a number of years, and so it's always interesting and exciting to get to talk to some of the folks um, that bring these, you know, incredible technologies uh, to market and and help create the innovations that that go into them. Um, Liwa, tell us a little bit about uh, what is a distinguished technologist, and you know, what's your role at um, at HP in the three D printing labs. Um. My responsibility, my main responsibility is leading a team with a creative and crazy minds <laughs> to show the world what 3D printing can do beyond what we are seeing today. That's great. And so what does that mean when you get to, you're, you're hurting all these crazy ideas and trying to take these concepts and, and turn them into something? How do you do that? Uh, that's a very great question. You know, the 3D printing or the digital manufacturing we are talking about is a very, very complicated subject, okay? And so mainly it involves a lot of different uh, type of scientific backgrounds. So what we as a team to do is how do we actually be able to speak all kinds of different scientific language and bring to the final same goal to deliver mm -hmm. the great technology and so people can use, people can design, people can use, people can build to, to uh, change how we make things today. On that's time. Really, that's in, with that's the incredible. Speed. Yeah. On time with the speed. Yep. Uh, and, you know, HP is not necessarily known for 3D printing yet, but it's been something that you guys have actually been doing for a long time. No, it's been something that's been, there's been a, a, a you know, a pivot to that, that, that the, maybe the public isn't, wasn't aware of. Uh, right. Um, so we have been developing our technology um, for quite a few years, I would say. Um, uh, and one of the big thing you may know is HP has a strong position in uh, delivering fluids. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of engineering know-hows to build a printing-like technology, okay? Uh, so leverage a lot of uh, the existing assets and to see what's the needs world is having is the combination where we're trying to deliver, uh, develop and deliver our technology, which is called 
uh, for plastics, it's called multi-jet fusion for additive manufacturing, as well as um, uh, the for metal, it's called metal jet, mm-hmm. uh, to build the 3D technology and build um, the, the way we can actually produce goods in a different fashion. Wow. So you had the the knowledge previously from, from printing and, and of course, you know, looking at it on the surface, it, it certainly makes all the sense in the world that, you know, as printing has evolved and, and um, 3D printing is now part of everyday life, that HP would pivot to something like that and, and now emerge with um, such success. How do you go about actually approaching innovation and, and you know, meeting the demands um, of your customers? Well, this is a complicated uh, uh, story to think of, right? Um, it, it's very much as you said, is very first thing we need to think is why we do what we do, right? It's yeah. the world is moving extremely fast, okay, as we know. Technology needs are growing quickly and exponentially. And then one of the big thing is we see, especially this time, you know, we're, we're still, unfortunately, we're still in pandemic mode at the moment. Mm-hmm. Is one thing through this out period, and you see, we keep hearing lots of different type of shortage, right? And that's really one of the things to lead us to think, is it because we don't have enough material or it because a too long chain of a supply or too slow of innovation for building actual goods. So this is the actually very much the first motivation we have to start with this is, you know, that's, that's one. And second, it's not because of the pandemic. pandemic. And second is also, how can we build things? So this is my biggest dream or and our team's dream and Northstar as well, right? If we can design and create anytime and anywhere, and build and produce anywhere with less materials, less waste, minimum steps, and desired performance that is just right for you. Starting with zeros and ones, mm-hmm. and storing zeros and ones. Isn't that fabulous? <laughs> it is fabulous. Um, it, it, and it's something that is becoming you know, more and more common, especially you know, in, in the in the business world, you know, consumers are are also now you know buying three uh, D printers to to create these solutions. Are you seeing that you're uh, fitting in more with um, existing businesses to help them meet the demands of the customers, or are you seeing this more as to consumers to help them, you know, create something at home to fulfill a need or cre- or create their dreams? Well, it's certainly, it's a multifold, right? So for the hobbyists and makers, they have something as easy to reach just for them to have expression of their creative minds. It's very, very helpful. And for HP's strategy or the dream we have is how do we change the world, how world to manufacture, mm-hmm. right? Uh, so that is coming. Can I, just not, can I just say that that is an incredible undertaking. Right. Like how, you, to sit there and, and, you know, have the passion and the dream to, to be able to make an impact to change the world. That's that is such a, a noble cause to you know, be going after. 
yeah, I mean, let's face it, we, we do when the, our needs, our personal needs is increasing and our desire to have something for me is increasing. And one of the very good um, or the possibility and the bigger potential for additive manufacturing, 3D or digital manufacturing is fulfill that kind of needs. And making hundreds of one is no longer impossible. Okay. And the mass customization is doing things right for you is not a dream. And this is where going after and hope, as I said, is, isn't that fabulous. You can create design anywhere, anytime yeah. and build the stuff. It can, it, it, it's okay to be in your home, but it's also great if it's rich, reachable across or around your proximity. Yep. Right. So those are localized production that having a less supply chain, you know, pains as minimum steps and leverage what the nature mother give us of that design capability nature mother already have there. And the multiple fold and multiple things we do today, we cannot utilize that just because the way how we make things today. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, the supply chain is an arduous beast um, for all products. I mean, I, uh, you know, I'm fortunate to work in a couple of spaces that, uh, you know, g give me a um, front row seat to, to the supply chain and, and how it mm -hmm. works and how it moves, whether that's coming internationally or even domestically here in the United States from East to West yeah. or West to East. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's daunting. And, and, um, you know, when you have challenges, yeah, of course, we're not going to face a pandemic all the time. But, you know, one of the things I think that the pandemic has done in a lot of industries is, you know, where there were cracks in infrastructure before, there's giant caverns now because... Very much so. You know, and how all. flexibility your infrastructure have you to be able to quickly pivot to produce things that you have to have or you need immediately. And that so, is important. Yeah, absolutely. And critical for all countries across the world. Critical is an understatement, I would say. So let me ask you, you know, to that uh, to that pivot point, you know, where clearly you can't, you know, in, in January when we were making resolutions, we weren't talking about staying in our houses for March, April, May, parts of <laughs> right. June. You know, mm -hmm. we had uh, we all had ambitions to be out and about and doing new and more things. So, you know, with that pivot point that was so unexpected, how was HP positioned and how, how are you positioned to meet those needs? Have you seen an uptick in, you know, orders or have you seen, you know, more use cases? Yeah, let me give you a couple example here. I think it's probably easier. So first, just say we have seen the power of 3D printing to disrupt manufacturing mm -hmm. and service humanity through our recent COVID-19 relief efforts. Okay, um, with, you know, working closely with our partners, customers, hospitals, clinics, and we have actually delivered more than 3.3 million critical 3D printed parts to healthcare wow. workers, providers on the front line. Wow. And this is the power. And this, you know, obviously not, it's not everything we can change every, you know, overnight. And a lot of times, 
we have to first change people's perspective or perception of using this 3D as a real manufacturer tool or process. Mm -hmm. But when results came, and we don't have to speak much. Sure. And that's the importance of being open and minded and being open to the emerging and new technologies can really help not only solve the problem we have, but really be able to fulfill and mitigate some of the crisis we're facing. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of some of the crises we're facing and you know how, how you have faced those challenges head on, you know, tell me a little bit about some of the 3D printing products um, that HP has right now in, in, your, you know, um, in your line, your product line. Uh, great. I think before talking about the 3D printing products, which I think you might refer to some printers and solutions we have, mm-hmm. I do want to talk a little bit about our technology as a whole. Okay. So HPs for plastics, we have that we created a technology called multi-jet fusion. It is a type of powder-based system. But the idea, the core for the technology is how do we, uh, how can we be able to use this technology to do a 24-7, as I said, no time limits, and bring the uh, parts and bring the materials or objects need on time with the speed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, so currently, HP has a four um, products uh, related, uh, well, three main products related to multi-jet fusion that's uh, called Jet Fusion 4250, 200, and 500, and that serves a different customer needs. Um, uh, customer needs. Um, 4250-200, those are made production ready and production machines. And the 5200, we have a multi-agents and that help to uh, better creation and creativity and prototyping as well as, the, you know, full color system available for the, uh, on that particular one. And on the metal side, this is another great innovation and, and invention. We're continuously put a lot of effort to pursue to bring the metal printing to the world. We already had a lot of uh, uh, very interesting application light up where we're working towards. And that called Metal Jet. And we have um, uh, the, the early um, partners having our systems working on very interesting applications. So this is what we have currently. Um, I, myself, and my team is mainly working at HP Labs to advance our technologies and capabilities to bring what we see beyond uh, today. Mm-hmm. That's So how do you take that, you know, what you're seeing today and, you know, create a, a vision of the future and, and, you know, really, you know, take that vision and, and make it a reality? Well, you know, one thing is, you know, Myself, as you know, I'm a technologist, and by heart, I've been working in R&D setting for over 20 years. Um, You know, each time we think we're getting there, and we feel like we have a 99% done, and then realize that 1% is another 99%. (laughs) Um, uh, So it's definitely not a uh, super easy job, but it's accomplishable. 
Okay, so it's really about how do we drive a technology from the idea to prototype, to validation, to rethink, and, you know, because oftentimes it comes to as a failure after validation, and then refine, and it goes to the cycle, and then to bring the market with a scalable uh, situation. Yeah, sure. and to meet our customer need, needs. The first thing and the most important thing is if anything we put it up, it's not useful, that's not right. Yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of the, our development cycle, more or less, and how we see this. And especially for advanced technology, sometimes cycle could be a little bit longer, as I mentioned, is, you know, you have a failure. If not, things have, must have already been done, mm-hmm. right? But the learning from that failure and fail fast in some cases, it's really put us in the position is how we can move forward. So the the folks with the most crazy ideas must be a ton of fun to be around as well. I mean, I got to imagine that every day in the lab or, you know, in the office has, has got to be, certainly there are components of stress and you've got to deliver and, you know, yeah. um, find solutions. But um, working with the, those types of folks every day is also have to be a lot of fun, no? Oh, very much so. So use my team as an example, right? So I have a very diverse team. Okay. Almost you can imagine all kinds of different uh, backgrounds. So mm-hmm. on the team, I have chemists, chemistry experts, right? Physicists, applied material scientists, and mechanical engineer, electrical engineer, you name it. And then software engineer mm-hmm. and architects, design. It's, um, and, you know, we, we all train differently. We all speak very different scientific language but we have a common goal to make people to make sure easily yep. and fun. Okay. Exactly. So it's a crazy and you see oftentimes bringing those ideas like what, but then a few days, a few weeks or a few months later, it's like, wow. And right. from that, wow, to the product, it's, it's still distance away. Yeah. And that's where all the folks really just become one team and working and working yeah. hard towards that North Star and that goal. Well, talk a little bit about that. How do you, how does the team work together? I mean, HP seems, you know, from the outside, you know, it's, it's this enormous company. I, I mean, it's, it's so fascinating to hear that it's got such an entrepreneurial spirit, but how do you, you know, take those ideas and, uh, you know, some of those um, innovations that you've created, even inventions that are, are never been seen before and, you know, take that and walk it through the, I don't know, the HP product development process and turn it into something that's going to be sold. Um, yeah, as I mentioned a, a bit earlier is, you know, the idea. One thing it's, it's interesting for me learned in being in Silicon Valley for this long. Okay. And people oftentimes say idea is cheap. So putting an idea into the action is a tremendous effort. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it requires a lot of devotion, passion, belief in there. And a failure is a constant mode. 
Um, so being able to recover from those, it's extremely important. And it also for having a people have a such diverse scientific background, um, we work on the common goal is really something, uh, it's, it is very fascinating for me as well, right? And the, in terms of how do we develop all this is really always, always coming into an idea that we thought it's almost mission impossible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then people just dig in it, right? Yeah. That's what experts for. We dig into it and we see what is the problem. And the most important thing is to define what is that challenge and where to go about it. And uh, that's, that's the very first step, where to go True. and how to go. And then we continue, we obviously need to set up physical working. It cannot be just on a paper or PowerPoint. We need to work, we built. Somebody's got to actually do something, right? You got to produce it. You got to, once yeah. it's, uh, once you have the, like you said, the idea yeah. may be considered cheap, but it's the action and the tactical approach that really separates you. Very much so. We built. So very yeah. early on, seven years ago, I was the one I was building. Okay. Yeah. We, we and the team, when we work together, we build a test bed. We build the prototypes. We build the test beds. We build the materials, right? We develop the agents being used on the multi-jet fusion. And we put those things together and we build the very first parts is this part looks okay. If not, what's the problem? We diagnostic, we measure, right? Mm -hmm. And then we put all this collective information and data together, do a thorough analysis and then define what would be the next step we go about it. And then from these baby steps and eventually you get this beautiful, great product. It's called Jet Fusion products, I just talked about it, with the multi-jet fusion as a brain, as a core technology here. That's incredible. So uh, let's look on the future here. What, what is, um, you know, what are you focusing on in the lab? What's the team looking at next? You know, what's on the horizon that, that the public doesn't know that they need, but that will become, you know, something that everybody uses or everybody has, um, you know, some sort of interaction with it, either as a finished product or as a, you know, some sort of story where HP is, is um, playing behind the scenes. Can I talk to you? This is a secret. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All of, a secret with me and, and our thousands of listeners, no doubt. Um, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's really, really incredible. Right. So, our technologies um, for my team, as I just mentioned, as a 3D lab and doing advanced research and expanding the capability, it's multiple things on our agenda. As I said earlier, you know, we're beginning to look into the 3D printing. It's not, the, you know, in 3D printing is not invented now, but Invention and innovation, and innovation is changing the behavior. Innovation is changing what people are gonna use and do. Yep. So what we have and what we see from what we learned so far, it's a lot of things needs to happen. I'll give you a couple examples, right? 
so we are living in the 3D printing is particularly, as I mentioned, how do you, you know, start with zeros and ones and you need to end up with a physical thing. So how do we fuse this physical and digital really together to bring that experience, to bring that performance is the topic we're working on. Mm-hmm. Okay. And automation of inspection of hundred of one. We talk about the current, you know, traditional way of making is one of hundreds, one of thousands, one of a million. But now we're going to a hundred of one or industry of one. And how do we quantify that, qualify that? And automation of inspection and understanding what we produce is what we need is important. Yeah. And the 3D printing system design, the metal 3D technology with the sustainable depreciation and the sustainability as impact. And that is the topic in, on top of our head and what that we're working on as well, right? Of course, the other portion is, at the end of the day, the thing is the thing, is a physical goods. So the performance, the materials performance engineering at voxel level at the places we need, to, we, we need them to be to mm-hmm. enable the multi-function, multi-properties, and even multi-materials printed in one. It's not has been done already. It needs to be done in the future. So, you know, what I'm looking at and hearing is that, you know, there's a fabric of being in Silicon Valley too, where, you know, you have this, you know, thought that it's only for startups and and new innovators. But the truth is, is that you're an 80 year old startup company, right? And very much so. Mm -hmm. And you're, you're, you're doing something totally unique because in, in Silicon Valley too, you, you don't necessarily think about physical products or coming up with individual, you know, tangible items. You think of software, you think of platforms, you don't think of tangible items and, you know, you're sitting there disrupting, like you said, an industry that's existed for a long period of time, but it, you know, certainly not to the level or to the degree that, that you're, um, uh, working on, on disrupting. So how do you go about that? Like, you know, what do you, you know, when you look around and speak to your colleagues in the Valley and say, Hey, this is what they're doing, or this is what we're doing. This is what our lab is doing. Do you, um, do you see a, uh, does that change things for you? Does that excite you? Does it excite them? What is the responses that you get? Yeah, very much. So I think I, this is the part I feel, why I'm still doing what I'm doing. First, I believe it. And second, my team believe it. And third, we all have fun and we think we need to do it for the world. Mm -hmm. So that's very important. But what brought us together is really is the fast moving pace of a technology needs. Okay. And not only for people to need the world, our planet needs. Yeah, of course. Right. And so uh, as I talked about it, that about the dream, how do we build things with less materials, less waste, mm-hmm. right? Less waste and less steps. And the leverage Mother Nature already told us what is the best structure. And those are fascinating topics. And that's my team really excited about every day we're trying to work on. And of course, along the past, it's, it's never going to be just straightforward road. We, we definitely encounter 
the failures and bumpy, you know, bumps. Um, but that's the part of the journey. Yeah. Right. And the other important thing is, you know, things and what we do today and the technology evolve, evolving quickly and rapidly. One big thing is tell us is, this is not a single person or single expert can handle, can do, mm-hmm. and make an innovation happen alone. So we needed to bring the diverse backgrounds together. And most importantly, include those diverse and critical thinking in, in, really in, to drive innovation for people everywhere. Sure. It is a must, not an option. So to that end, you know, what, you know, you, you're essentially sitting at the, the head of, of this, um, you know, innovation revolution, if you will, within HP and 3D printing as a whole and, you know, taking materials and, you know, what is, is given to us, you know, from mother nature and, and what you're creating, you're improving the supply chain, you're bringing things, you know, closer to the consumer, you're making it, you know, available, you know, at scale to one of one, not just to one of many. Um, what are some of the, you know, things that you would share with, you know, aspiring leaders, you know, not just, you know, leaders in, in, um, in and around Silicon Valley, but in your space and, and companies that are emerging um, that are also have such high ambitions? Yeah, it's a, it's a really great question. So I have been thinking about this a lot um, um, lately as well. And, you know, mainly doing some reflection. Um, what I really come into a conclusion is a uh, couple of things which HP has been always doing and continue to do. Um, one very much um, uh, the point I, I wanted to talk about is open mind. We don't know what we don't know, right? And the critiques, uh, points and feedbacks from a different people oftentimes actually set us to think deep and that's very very important mm-hmm. and diversity inclusion is one of the core value at hp and we practicing and we continue practicing and we continue need to practice better not just hp across across the world and uh this is important, and we believe that companies leading with a strong value can develop more impactful innovation in the long run for the society. Yeah, and this is definitely required being open-minded mm-hmm. and to having a feel to accept, understand what's out there, and then that will help us and help everybody sure yeah well that's certainly you know powerful in terms of you know it 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 takes a lot of um it's funny it takes a lot of work to listen it takes a lot of work to be open-minded it takes a lot of work to have some you know self-awareness to be able to as you mentioned earlier um fail and look at it as a, as a positive experience because you learn something and that you can apply it to the next project. And I, you know, so many, uh, so many folks that we talk to and, and I speak with, 
you know, that have participated in the Edison Awards or, you know, that are thinking about participating, you know, that they get discouraged. And, and I think those are really powerful and impactful um, words to share with folks, not just in the Valley, but, but really globally, because, uh, you know, even though you're, you know, coming at it, you know, from a company like HP, your roots are, are deeply um, situated in, you know, being able to create and and be at the forefront of those creations, and so I think I think that's um, really important that that folks listen and hear that. Thank you. No, thank you. I'm so happy to have you, uh, Lua, as a guest today on uh, on our on our new podcast. It's been really exciting, and and I can't wait to uh, to hear folks' reactions. So thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. Thanks. I appreciate it. This has been the latest episode of Inspiring Minds. Until next time. You have been listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast presented by the Edison Awards. On behalf of our guest today and host, Justin Starbird, thank you for listening. Please share your feedback on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Edison Awards. If you have a great guest idea or want to share your inspiring story, please email Justin at justin at edisonawards.com for consideration. Thank you for listening to the Inspiring Minds podcast.